Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter is out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. Happy New Year, everybody. What is up? Welcome to the first 2024 episode of Two Degrees Hotter. It is a new year. I can't believe it. Did I say the right year? Did I say 2024? Yes. Yeah, you said 2024. <laughs> we're recording this still in 2023, so we're going to get yes. used to the the right terminology yeah. and whatnot. But it's crazy yeah. to think that we started the show in 2020, and now it's and now 2024. It's 2024. That's true. That's crazy. And we started this um, started this as college students, and now we're like in our yeah, like 20- barely college students. We, we were, were still like our last technically month. college students, though. Yeah, I guess that's true. But that's kind of crazy to think about. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, if if you are a college student or someone who frequently has to write the date down, um, RIP to your notes for like the next three months when you have to cross out True. the three and put the four. That was me in college every time for the second semester. I was like, yep, I put the wrong date again. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It's March. I should know. But yeah, it is 2024. And we are kicking it off with our annual goals episode. Uh, we do one of these every year, some sort of iteration of a goals episode. Um, but this year we're just quick and dirty giving you guys, I think we each have eight goals, seven goals. Yeah, something like that. Um, that we have for 2024 to go through. And yeah, I think I know I used our 2023 audit episode, which if you haven't listened to that, you should go back and listen to it. Um, but that was the big brainstorming session for me as far as what I wanted mm. my goals to be. Like weighing, okay, what went well and how can I like refine that goal or like build on that goal in 2024? And then what went poorly? And if it went poorly, is it because I just truly don't care about it? Or did I not set myself up for success to be better right. at it? And how can I refine it that way? So that's sort of, that's my approach to the yeah. matter. I would say same. Um, so let this serve as your inspo if you haven't yet thought about any goals you want to set for 2024, something to kind of hopefully inspire you. Maybe we'll give you some ideas with our goals. We've got a good kind of range of like financial, health goals, um, mindset goals. So yeah. we'll get into them all. But yeah, if you haven't listened to our recap of last year's, go ahead and listen to that first because it'll probably inform a lot of this. And yeah, I think we use these to kind of hold ourselves accountable to in a public way to the goals that we set, which is good. So even if you don't have like a podcast, I encourage you to like share with people, you know, what goals you have set and, you know, accountability. It's important. Yeah. So true. I guess with that, Anya's taking a sip of her water. So I'll say that we'll get into our week in review, which I never do. What a, mm-hmm. what a way to start 2024. Shake it up a little bit. Maybe we'll we'll share the responsibility more this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when we're recording this, it is what? It is December 27th. So we are in that in between week between Christmas and New Year's where time does not exist. Literally. Um, And I have the week off. I have every year since I've been at this job, which is super nice. We like shut down. So it makes a difference because even when like you take time off, like for your own vacation, it's like you come back and like dig out like crazy and whatever. So it's nice that 
when the whole, you know, organization shuts down, hopefully you don't have as much to like dig out of to start the year. So I really appreciate that. And it's funny because like, I feel like some people say things like, oh, like I, I can't imagine like not working. Like I'm going to be so bored when I like retire, like all this, like not me. I am thriving. (laughs) I could do this for the rest of my life. A thousand percent. Like, yeah, if I could not work. I would like I, I would do something. I would like teach sure. dance or like something. But like if I could like not have a corporate sort of role, I one thousand percent would. Like it blows my mind that people are like, "Oh my gosh, I get so bored." I'm like, do other things. Yeah, take a long Maybe shower. A hobby. Yeah, <laughs> go to a class. Like I'm like I'm thriving. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm sad that we're like halfway through, but it's been very nice and refreshing. But um, we are a couple of days off of Christmas, so we figured we would tell you guys our favorite gifts given and received. We've done this like the last few years, kind of our Christmas yeah. highlights. My Christmas itself was chill. I was just at my parents' house, and then I went to Grant's family's same. house, same as like literally every year. Um, and my favorite gifts I received were I got a bunch of sweaters, like arguably too many to the point where I need to like restructure my entire sweater organization situation. Um, but my mom thrifted a bunch of really beautiful sweaters. And then the big highlight was I got that Saison sweater that was on my list. If you guys mm-hmm. listened to that, our wish list episode, I think it's called like the Gus Bard sweater. And it is <sighs> chef's kiss. It's beautiful. She picked like the, um, I don't remember what the color is called, but it's just like an ivory. So like very basic. I feel like it'll go with everything. And the like experience of like opening it was crazy. Like their shipping and like packaging is so beautiful. They had like tissue paper that was like scented, like their perfume and like all this stuff. I was like, oh my God. God. Yeah. It was really an experience. And I think, you know, trying to prioritize owning like higher quality things is like something that'll tie into one of my goals. So that was like a good way to start it out. Um, I also got some new pairs of dance studio pants, which you guys know is literally all I wear. I'm wearing them right now. So I got, uh, it's like a blue color, but the color's not online anymore. I think it was called like slate blue or something like that yeah I think I got a defined jacket in that color and I was like oh mm-hmm. I really like this color so I wanted to look up like if they had other pieces yeah that's what I it. did and I could <clears throat> not find the exact color anywhere I'm like do I bring it into lululemon and be like what color is this <laughs> well you can like look up if you still have the tag I don't know why I'm like losing my voice all of a sudden. <laughs> if you still have the tag, you can look up the code because like everything has a like, color code, but they don't write it out. But I'm like, why don't you just write the color? Like, why are you gatekeeping with the code? Yeah. Okay. I'll um, have to look back at the tag. Yeah. So I got the blue and then I got the forest green. So that'll be fun Ooh. to add to the collection. And then Grant got me a 10 pack of ballet classes, which oh, really what more good. could you want? Yeah. yeah. I'm happy about good. that because it's like something – I got to pay for it anyway. It's an expensive mm-hmm. hobby, so it'll come in handy. It'll last me like three months, a little under three months, so that's good. Yeah. Um, at this one place. I still pay for the other places, but whatever. Um, and then my favorite gifts given, I gave Grant an Arup water bottle. Have you heard of this? I haven't. Okay. It's really interesting. It's this German company. I think I found out about it because like one of the YouTubers that he watches like got a sponsorship from them. We were like, oh, that's cool. So it's this water bottle where basically it comes with these pods. Why am I literally losing my voice the second we go to record a podcast? You haven't spoken to anyone in days. (laughs) Basically. Okay. Get it together. So um, yeah, it comes with these pods that come in like little packs of three. 
and you put the pod at the like top of the water bottle. And the whole idea is that it's basically creating flavored water through scent. So there's no actual flavor involved. You have shown me this. Yeah. So it's interesting. So it's like basically the way it works is like when you have the pod on it, it kind of like will feed scented air through Mm. the um, like straw. Yeah. Like the straw. Um along with the water and because like of how your like nose and mouth and all of that's like connected your mind basically just like imagines the taste because it smells it (laughs) interesting so it's crazy yeah it does work it's definitely subtle like it's not like sure you know as flavored as like a gatorade or something Yeah, yeah like it's it's like it's a subtle flavor but it definitely works which is cool it's just like cool technology um so i got him one of those with a bunch of pods and then for the men of his family, I got that. I guess I would call it like a stencil. So like mm-hmm. they like to mar- mark up their golf balls, but they like specific golf balls. So I didn't want to like buy them customized balls because I knew they liked this like specific brand and whatever. Like I didn't want to mess mm-hmm. with that. So I basically got them this like 3D printed stencil off Etsy where like they can mark up all their balls in a specific way to like indicate that it's theirs on the field. Apparently that's important. Yeah. Um, so that was a hit. And sometimes I like s- hesitate to get people gifts that are very hobby specific because I know for me it's like you know we're both like so into dance like we know all the brands we know like exactly what we would want and so sometimes I feel like when people don't know the brands or like when I feel like I don't know the brands of like that domain or like niche I'm gonna get them something that's like not that helpful you know um but this was actually like a big hit so if you need to buy for golfers I recommend yeah and then the last thing it's funny because I also received it (laughs) um but I got uh Grant's like brother and sister-in-law and like their kid they just bought a house so I got them one of those letter folk doormats which like comes with all the little tiles and you can like customize the design on the doormat um because I thought it would be cool for like a new house and also like they have a three-year-old so it's like a fun activity um and then Grant's mom got it for me because she was like I felt like it was year five too and I was like all right word (laughs) so now I have one (laughs) that's Um, funny but yeah very good Christmas obviously not about the material things but they are the most fun too talk about so that's our little yeah. that's my little haul over to you wow yeah so I also I'm just giving a Christmas recap I don't have this week off um so you know that's great I could I have given myself this week off yes did I no because I need to carry over PTO because we're going mm-hmm. to Spain so um but that's where I'm at right now and then I am going out to Western Mass um for like the second half of the week because Zach's birthday is when we're recording this tomorrow but it was on the 28th So that's why we've been trying to plan because our friend Anna leaves this weekend. Mm -hmm. She's home from Colorado. So we've been trying to plan a time for the three of us to get together. And we're all like, I'm working. And then she's leaving on the weekend. And then I'm in Western Mass for half the week. It's been funny. We need like a doodle poll. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Select availability. Um, But yeah, but I'm kind of at the mercy of Zach and number one, his car. And number two, when he wants to come back to Boston in the second Mm -hmm. half of the week. Because... It's his birthday, so he gets to play by the rules, or he gets to um, make up the rules, Um, and I have to play by the rules. Anyways, for my Christmas recap, my favorite gifts received, I got an Instant Pot. Anya also got an Instant Pot. I did. I wanted to let you say it, but I I did like it too. (laughs) I got, so I got the three-quart one. I did double check. I don't know if it's technically the mini. I don't know if there's one even smaller than this, but it's definitely smaller than the one that you got. Yeah, mine's the six-quart. Yeah, but that makes sense, I think, for two yeah, people. Yeah, definitely. It wouldn't make sense for me to have a six-quart one. It's just no. me. Um, 
But yeah, so I'm really jazzed about that. I'll talk a little bit about how I'm hoping that it'll improve my life in my goals. Um, I also got a, from Anya, Anya got me a pink <laughs> coach bag. And as I was going through all my gifts, I was like, the way that I've already used that, like, several <laughs> times since I got it. Um, it's it's such a good, I love it. It's so fun. And it was a sustainable sleigh. If you guys didn't yeah, listen, it's we talked about it before. Yeah. yeah, I bought it off of our friend who didn't want it anymore. And I was like, yeah. re-gift immediately. Yeah. So I loved that. And I know I've talked about that. I guess I'll also add that I got dance studio pants as well in the sonic mm-hmm. pink color which is like the barbie pink uh, i'm planning on wearing them to ballet later uh so i'm really jazzed to have another color of that and i'm probably gonna end up buying myself another color as well i asked i gave my parents i either wanted the sonic pink or the graphite gray and i was mm-hmm. like you pick for me i can't choose um and they got me my mom was like, I had to get you the pink. Like, I'm not going to not get you the pink ones for Christmas. So maybe I'll pull the trigger on the graphite gray for mm-hmm. myself. Um, and then I also got my first pair of hokas, which I've been wanting for a really long time. As a public transit walk everywhere I go girly, I feel like these are going to really improve my way of life. Um, so I got the Hoka Bondi 8s in, it's like the sand and eggnog color or something like that. You'll see on the website what I'm talking about, but. I stole this off your list and got the same one. Yeah. But they're good. And they're very – I had the Clifton's before. The Bondi's are a very different feeling, which I, like, knew. Like, I knew they were different shoes. But, like, way more, like – I don't want to say – what were those shoes called in, like, the 2000s, like, shape-ups or whatever? Oh, my God. Like, the Skechers? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like that. Like, very, like, platformed and, like, almost, like, like, rockety. But, like, not in a bad way. Yeah. I know what it's, you mean. I know yeah. what you mean. They don't but, look rockety like the shape. No, but do. they kind like, of the feel. The sole it. is flat from the outside. But yeah, I see what you mean. Ooh, yeah, I bang my hand. Yeah, like when your foot's in it, you like roll as you mm-hmm. walk. Kind of. They feel but, really nice. I was doing yeah. a couple laps around my parents' house. And I was like, laps. this is pretty nice. <laughs> and I really like the nude. Like I think it's yeah, it's a sneaker color. I've never really had before like I've always like I feel like for like sneakers I'm always like I'll get like white or black or like a pop of color but I've never had like yeah a neutral like that so that'll be yeah yeah um and I will say too to add to the list I finally got that lonely ghost sweatshirt because I know we talked about (laughs) that in our holiday my mom bless her heart she was like because I guess I put it on my list last year and I guess when she went to buy it, it was sold out. So that's why mm-hmm. I didn't get it last year. So she was like, Kylie, I kid you not, you sent me your list. And when I saw that it was on there, I am I just immediately clicked the link and bought it. I was like, I am not going to let it sell out again. And she was like, I bought it back in October because I was Please. like, I, I'm going to get it for her. If she still wants it, I don't want to like miss out. So what color? to my mom. Uh, it's like, I have it right behind me actually. It's um the like sand color. Okay. With the purple writing. So, like, I think that was the, like, OG mm-hmm. colorway. But I like it. Um, and then as for gifts given, I got my dad a Lululemon quarter zip sweatshirt. It's really nice. It's like a, um, like, waffly knit almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the exact, like, style is called. I can look it up and put it in the show notes if anyone's interested. Um, but my dad, he loves an active wear. He loves a Lululemon, but he doesn't love the Lululemon price tag. So I wanted, to, I knew I wanted to get him something Lululemon. Um, and this was actually from the Peloton X mm. Lululemon line. Uh, so I figured it would be really good. And I got a 
such a good deal on it. Like my dad actually pulled me aside and he was like, Kylie, I'm so serious. If you spent $130 on this, like I will actually disown you. Like you better not have spent that much. And I'm like, first of all, let me spend how much I want to spend on you. And second of all, I didn't spend that much. So don't worry. Maybe because it's like a more niche line, like only Peloton people would have wanted it. So like, that's probably why I was on sale. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, I saw the sale and I immediately snagged it. So, and I, I feel like you never get Lululemon stuff on sale. So I do have to brag about that. Um, I also got my brother on a similar note to the golf ball stencil. I got him custom golf balls that say, um, if found, please hit better than Dylan did. Mm-hmm. Um, and he loved those. It came in a pack of three, which is nice because I think he's going to end up putting two like in his golf bag to actually use and then keep one to like put on display because I had a feeling he was going to open them and be like oh I don't even want to hit these and that Mm -hmm. is like basically what he said but I was like well you can always keep one as like a keepsake to like put on he has like bookshelves in his living room like put that on like one of your bookshelves and then the other two can just be you know actual game balls but he did really like that uh and then I got Anya the most cursed Pedro Pascal (laughs) calendar it is I is similar to my mom with the lonely ghost sweatshirt. I saw it and it just within 30 seconds it was purchased. Like it was on its <laughs> way. Um, it is so funny. It if you don't know, Anya loves Pedro Pascal, as do I. He's and so it just daddy. like it's the most Canva design. Yeah. <laughs> let me put let me pull how many months are there? 12. Let me pull 24 photos of Pedro Pascal, two per month. Here you go. Um, and it's designed to like prop up on your desk yeah um, it's like a horizontal desk yeah. calendar but yeah and like could- the selection of photos is just like so random and unhinged and like yeah not that it's well edited but in like a camp yeah. way like yeah it's it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a it's art honestly if we're <laughs> if let's call a spade a spade it's art so it's performance yeah. art really when that came in the mail i was like perfect yeah perfect wrap it give it to her it's so funny so yeah proud of that one <laughs> um yeah i actually do think the january photo i'm looking at it between my screen um is the last of us so iconic oh oh, (laughs) come on now too good all right let's get into our favorites so i'm sure the coming weeks and months will be filled of lots of Christmas items that become favorites. But since I haven't had too much time to try anything yet, um, I wanted to mention something that I don't know if I've said before. Um, So when we went to the Nutcracker right before Christmas, yes, we went to another Nutcracker. I went to six. It's fine. Don't mention it. Um, (laughs) I wore the Skims soft lounge long sleeve dress. I had been wanting the long sleeve one for like a year. And I finally just like pulled the trigger on it in like October or November, just the black one. And it's been a really nice like winter kind of more dressy, like basic to have, but I've really been liking wearing it backwards. I think I saw someone do it on TikTok, and I was like, yeah, actually why not? Cause it makes it more of like a boat neck front and then like a scoop back. And I just think it makes it a little less obviously like the skims dress. Cause I feel like when you see it, you're like, oh, that person's wearing like the skims dress. Um, Yeah. So it just makes it like a little more unique. Um, and yeah, I think it's like a, it's a more classy like silhouette in my opinion. So yeah. nice to have the option. Yeah, for sure. I saw she wore it to um the ballet. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were saying you wore it to the Nutcracker. So I saw, that's when I saw um 
you wear it. And it is a bit of a sleigh, uh, I have to say. And you can't tell if it's backwards at all, which is nice. Yeah, I'm um, kind of surprised they wouldn't have, like, branded it like that. Because it's, like – Yeah. It, it's – you know, it's like the exact same fit. Like nothing's like weird or baggy. Like it, it looks yeah. good. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I will say too, this is co- a complete tangent. The listeners don't care at all. Uh, but when you said boat neck, Intimacini is having a sale right now. The boat neck uh, cashmere shirts are not on sale, but mm. the high neck ones are on sale. If that okay, is something tea. that would interest you or interest any of our listeners. I don't know if they'll still be on sale when this episode comes out. If it is, you're welcome. If it's not, I'm sorry. Uh, Great's mom did get me another color of that too. Slay. I think even though the boat neck ones aren't on sale, I might end up pulling the trigger on them. I think that I would I would enjoy those shirts very much. That's all I, all I wear. My uniform is that in the know. dance studio pants. And I just love the boat neck. Back to to tie it back into your actual favorite. The boat neck is just such a sleigh neckline and we don't it get is. enough of it in our day-to-day lives. Um. Anyways, for my favorite, I – have never had a shampoo and conditioner that I loved. And I don't think that I've, t- I think I may have talked about the fact that I got these products, but I don't think I've don't talked know. about them as my favorite. If I have, just know that I'm still loving them. So this is me emphasizing it. Um, I tried to look back through our scripts and I couldn't find it. So anyways, uh, but I've been on a, a journey to find a shampoo and conditioner that I love. I've just never, like I've always gotten different shampoos and conditioners and been like, this is fine. Like mm-hmm. my hair is clean, but I'm not like necessarily stoked. Like I don't feel like it's doing anything to my hair necessarily. And I have really tough hair where my, like the individual strands are very fine and thin, but I have a lot of hair. So that just means that my hair gets weighed down honestly on its own. Like the way that my hair is structured itself is weighing it down. And then if I use too heavy of products, it weighs it down even more. And I just end up with like really flat hair. Um, so, but I also get frizz. So I want to like keep my hair hydrated without weighing it down. It's a journey. I finally asked my hairdresser, Hey, what shampoo and conditioner you see, you know, my hair, you Mm -hmm. see it every two months. Um, what shampoo and conditioner should I use? And she recommended the verb ghost shampoo and conditioner, and I'm so serious. This shampoo and conditioner has answered my prayers. I love it so much. It is like the perfect amount of hydrating without weighing my hair down. That's like the whole point. That's why it's called like ghost mm-hmm. because it's like you would never even know that like it's there is sort of the idea. Um, but it's still like giving you that like nice hydration with a weightless effect. Um, so I've been using that. I also got the verb ghost oil. To, like mm-hmm. put in my hair afterwards or like to tame frizz and flyaways when I'm styling and I just me and verb we're getting along real well so I'm I will probably be trying more verb products as the year goes on but yeah I'm like this is the, literally the first time that I've ever used a shampoo and conditioner I'm like wow I yeah, really like, like it made that. a difference yeah and it's nice because I feel like verb isn't like of the hair care brands it's not like a super expensive one either no it's pretty middle of the road the mm-hmm. like normal shampoo and conditioner are $20 each. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's definitely more pricey than like a Target, but it's not like salon prices. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, Yeah. But yeah. And like, that's my toxic trait. Like what you were saying with the like oils and stuff is like, I'll always like have completely clean hair and then I'll put in like a leave-in conditioner and an oil and a serum and then it's like dirty again. And I'm like, and I did this for what? Like, yeah, yeah. So maybe I should look at the the weightless one. Yeah, 
for sure. Cause it like, you would never know. And my hair, like when it, my hair is dirty, my hair is dirty. Like it is so obvious. Um, I will say this one I've read from reviews and from like the product description that it's more suited to people who wash more frequently. Mm. Um, and because I do like Peloton a lot, I do wash my hair, not every day, but probably like four or five times a week. Oh, um, we do differ there. Yeah. So I've just never been the type that can go. For me, truthfully, it causes my forehead to break out. Mm. Like all the oils from my hair seep onto my forehead and I end up with like forehead acne. So ever since then, I've just committed to the, I try for four, but it's mm-hmm. usually closer to five times a week I'm washing my hair. So I that's did not know that. Mine. Interesting. Yeah. I'm like twice a week right now. I wish. I If I could, I would, but it just, yeah. I either need to have nice hair or nice skin, and I chose nice skin in the end, so. <laughs> you know. That's what it is. Fair <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick ad break, and then we'll be back to get into our 2024 goals. As you all know, we're both trying to work towards our wellness goals this year, and that's why we're excited to introduce Liquid IV as the sponsor of this episode. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you can get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, and on long flights. We actually used Liquid IV when we were traveling in Europe last year, and it definitely helped us recover after some long nights out. Plus, it was super convenient packaging to keep in our suitcases and in our purses throughout the day. My personal favorite flavor is watermelon, but I'm excited to try the new strawberry lemonade flavor too. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TDH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TDH at liquidiv.com. All right, we're back and my radiator has also joined us. So if you hear her, don't mind her. She, she'll make some noise and then she'll shut up for the rest of the episode. Um, but my first goal for 2024 is kind of around finances and budgeting. I kind of tried to bucket like the financial stuff into one goal here. So I wrote, I want to buy less, but buy better Mm -hmm. and find a quote unquote budgeting technique that works for me. So for the first part, (laughs) radiator, stop. Um, for the first part of this goal, I think, like I said, I was kind of inspired by like the Cezanne purchase and just kind of like trying to think of longevity and like timelessness more so when I'm making purchases in 2024 over trying to fit into like whatever trends are happening. And that's not to say like I won't participate in trends, but I think just like being more conscious of like, am I only buying this because it's a trend or is this something that I'm actually going to like and wear for a long time and it just happens to be trendy right now kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And kind of making sure that I'm waiting like I wrote, this is what I put in place for now. We'll see if this if this works. But I wrote waiting at least 72 hours before making purchases over $50. So we'll mm. see. We'll see if that framework is, is yeah. useful. I might adjust it on either side. We'll see. But um, And then on the budget side of things, I just like, I watch these YouTubers that like set a budget for like every little category. Like they have like a nail budget. They have like a dessert budget, like all these things. And like, I just don't think I'll ever be one to do it in every little category like that. But I do want to find a way to keep a closer eye on expenses and really just to be able to like 
kind of sound the alarm and like cut back when things are trending high during a given month. So yeah, whether it's like looking at the Bank of America kind of like pie chart breakdown on like a more regular basis or like I've been dabbling with the idea of like trying cash envelopes for a while. So we'll see. But yeah, I think in general, like buy fewer things, but buy better things and find a like budgeting-ish technique that I can actually keep up with because I just don't want to set something like super ambitious and know that I'm going to drop it in like April because I feel like that's normally what happens when I attempt something like that. Yeah, for sure. My first goal is also money related and it's to cut impulse and unnecessary spending and start a savings account for a car and a house one day. Um, So I recognize that these are two sort of two different goals, but I feel like one is necessary for the other, if that makes sense. Um, But yeah, I definitely want to start. I think I like the idea of waiting 72 hours before making a purchase over $50. I think that's a fun framework. My idea was to like, when I see something and I'm like, oh, I really want to get that, like start the notes app list Mm -hmm. and then maybe like once or twice a month review that list. And if there's anything on there that I completely forgot that I put on there, then I must not really want it that much anyways. And if there's something that is on that list that like ever since I put it on the list I've been thinking about, then I think it's clearly worth, you know, making the purchase on. Um, So that's kind of the the framework that I'll be using. Um, And then I do want to review my spending every month. Uh, Like Anya said, I, I don't think that'll ever be a budgeting girly. I think it's just way too much. And I'm the type where if I go over in any categories, like I just automatically get discouraged and I'm like, I might as well just throw the whole thing away, like and start over next month. Um, which isn't a great mindset to have. And I could probably work on that mindset. But for now, I think it would just be easier to like set in place a day a month where I just review my spending categories and figure out, okay, next month, where can I feasibly make cuts? Where were like my high spending categories? Why were they high? And what can next month look like to bring down spending a little bit? I think that honestly will be a more feasible Mm -hmm. route for me to stay consistent with my spending and cutting unnecessary spending and then take whatever I'm you know not spending and put it in a savings account for a house and a car one day because those would be nice uh things to have in this lifetime so (laughs) (laughs) my next one is around kind of the fitness workout world um so I think this was the year of implementing an actual like good routine that I liked I'm like, Mm -hmm. please see the episode a couple weeks back if you want to learn more about that. But I think what I've learned is just like low impact group fitness is like 100% what works for me. I can't do high impact. I don't like it. And I can't do things at home or alone. (laughs) So I think just like kind of leaning into like knowing this is what works, leaning into it. Um, So like continuing consistency with those low impact workouts, bar, Pilates, yoga, that kind of stuff. I just feel like it's what works for my body. It's what works for like my cortisol levels. It's just like my thing. Um, And also more of like a tangent. I don't know if I want to make this like a formal goal, but I was approached about like an instructor certification. And like I was asked if I would be interested in that kind of thing at one of the places that I go. And I think I like in a long-term sense, I would be interested in getting some sort of certification, whether it's to like actually teach fitness classes or more to like use in my dance training or kind of like incorporate in like that dance sort of repertoire of like knowledge. uh, I do think it's something that like could be beneficial for me. So it'll be something that I'm noodling on. There's no like rush. It's just like something that they brought up and said like they'd be willing to help me with if I wanted to. So 
I'll be noodling on that. But I also want to like take a step back and be like, is it going to take the fun out of it? Because like that's what I haven't like Mm. reflected on that much of like if you kind of start tying something to like income. Yeah. Like I don't want it to lose the fun part. But I do like in like in kind of the same sense as like ballets, like I do like doing kind of like a deep dive on different like techniques of things and like what is the correct way to do it and what is the incorrect way and why and like all of that kind of knowledge is like really good so even if I just had it for myself I think it could be worth exploring so anyways yeah, yeah just continue consistency and yeah explore if I want to take it beyond that basically yeah big slay for me I am looking to go to ballet four times a month and stay consistent with reformer pilates this year so those are sort of the big goals as far as movement goes um i talked about in our audit episode that i i would say that on average i'm at ballet about three times a month ideally i would go once a week like stick with the wednesday class that we've been going with but obviously like life happens sometimes some weeks you're not around some weeks we even would go on wednesday and then there's a saturday class that we enjoy so then you end up going two times a week so i don't want to like stay too rigid and like once a week you have to go um but i think if i got there four times a month averaging roughly once a week um i would be happy and then i do want to stay consistent with reformer pilates i should honestly put that as four times a month as well i put once a week question mark um mm-hmm. but Again, ideally it's once a week. Life happens sometimes. So if it can be, you know, four times a month, I would be happy with that. And then that sort of tackles my low impact workouts. And then I have the Peloton for when I want higher impact workouts as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's the goal. Is the Peloton considered high impact? I wasn't sure because like, Um, I feel like cardio is normally high impact, but I feel like of all the cardios, it's like that's what I was going like to say. Joints. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think it is, I think number one, it depends on the ride that you do truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as far as cardio goes, it's, it's going to be higher impact than a Pilates or a bar obviously, yeah. but it is pretty low impact for cardio. It's actually, it's supposed to be really, really good for your like joints, especially like your mm-hmm. knees um, and hips and strengthening those up, which truthfully as dancers, we need (laughs) so desperately um and it's a it's normally like the form of exercise that so my brother's a physical therapist this context it's normally the form of exercise that a lot of doctors and pts will have people who have been injured like Mm -hmm. start with when they're getting back into activity because it is pretty um easy on the joints yeah it's very like controlled as far as like it's very controlled. And, yeah. yeah. And it's very choose your own adventure. Like mm-hmm. like I said, you can make it really low impact or you could make it, you know, as high impact as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like it because you can, depending on your mood, you know, sometimes you want to work really hard and sometimes you're like 20 minute low impact. Get me the frick off the bike. I mean, mm-hmm. I, that's all I can do today. Um, my next one is kind of my ballet goal for the year. I'm not putting a specific number around classes just because I am like super consistent with going like three times a week. So I'm just like, I don't really feel like I have to set kind of a guideline there, but, um, I want to focus on point a lot. So focus on improving my technique on point and just like being able to dance more on point. Like I feel like the transition of like, I feel pretty confident with like most, skills moves steps whatever um on flat but like it has been 
it's not always like a one-to-one like super straightforward translation of like doing it on points I think working on like kind of feeling like I can get closer to my skill level on flat on point will be the goal and then I also made a goal to perform on point by the end of the year I don't know (laughs) through what means or forum that will come through (laughs) but that is a goal so we will see (laughs) that's the only way it'll happen is if you set the goal so true um my next one, I and again, I talked about this a lot in our audit, so I won't beat it to death, but I want to work on maintaining a consistent routine. I had said that I think my word for 2024 is consistency. Um, and I think the best way to for me to go about this, and I'll edit as the year goes on if I find that's not the case, is starting with like three small things that have to happen every single day. So that, and I tried to, I'll give an example, tried to do something in the morning, something at some point during the day and something at night. So that way I have sort of for the month of January, three pillars to work off of that, like create a semblance of routine. The idea is as the year goes on to add pillars and then before you know it, I'm in a routine. Um, But I wanted to start small so that I can also work on like adapting that routine. So if I'm traveling or if I'm staying at Zach's or if I'm visiting my parents, like I'd rather start with three things that I have to try to fit in while I'm in different locations or on different schedules than like all of a sudden be like, and starting in January, I have this whole new routine of eight things that I have to mm-hmm. do every day and I'm just setting myself up for failure. So for January, I want to take my vitamins and my greens every morning when I wake up before I have my coffee. I want to move my body in every day in some form, whether that be ballet, Pilates, the Peloton, going on a walk just some form of movement throughout the day, uh, and then read every night before bed. That's Those are the pillars that I'm starting with, and I'll keep you guys updated on how it goes, how I you know, adjust this plan of action, and what I add to that routine. But I figured those are three things that no matter where I am or what I'm doing, I should be able to fit in. Love, a, love an actionable plan to kick off the year. <laughs> I, well, I had to sit myself down and be like, Kylie Marie Chisholm, if you were gonna <laughs> if you were gonna do this, you have to do it right. <laughs> the government name. Yeah, literally. Um, my next one is to really work on getting eight hours of sleep a night. I am asleep. I struggle with sleep in general. So like mm-hmm. you know, even if I put in like all of my best effort, like I can't control how the night actually goes, you know, all the time. But I want to like at least give myself the best shot at getting good quality sleep. And to do that, I at least need to give myself the opportunity to be in bed for long enough that that is possible. (laughs) So I think like I talked about a couple weeks ago, like I've been really in this like revenge staying up habit for like the last couple months. And I think dance definitely doesn't help because we have really late rehearsals. Like we have rehearsals that end at 1030 and it's like you get home and you want to eat something and like rinse off and you're kind of like wired. And so like those nights I kind of don't end up going to bed until like midnight. And I just think that's really like messed up my schedule. Plus I like to wake up early to work out, which like literally who am I saying that? But I am in like the routine of like, I really like going to like a 645 or like a 7am class. And like the combination of those two things is like not sustainable at all. (laughs) Um, So I think I really want to work on getting eight hours of sleep every night, whether it means I need to you know, go to bed earlier and and kind of like sacrifice the like in bed on TikTok time. Or maybe I need to like reconsider the morning workout thing, which I'm leaning away from that because I do like that. But um, yeah, yeah, just like really 
give myself the best chance at eight hours of sleep every night. Like try to be in bed with eight hours runway because I definitely don't do yeah. that right now. Like most nights I'm in bed with like six, six to seven. And like, yeah, I can function, but I know it's like long-term, not great for like your health and stress levels and all of that. So yeah, we're working on it. Yeah. I'm at the, I'll actually skip ahead and do, cause I had like a sleep oriented one. Um, but I'm at the point where I'm leaning towards like with our dance schedule, you know, I always put, I always audition for as many dances as I could feasibly do just to mm-hmm. see how the schedule shakes out. But part of me is like, I, I think I would <laughs> set that boundary and I would, and I would still audition for as many pieces, but like, depending on how the schedule shakes out, like drop a piece if mm-hmm. I end up in a late rehearsal, like, and not being afraid to do that or feeling bad about doing that. Cause I think I'm at the point where I would rather have like three nights of rehearsal with one early rehearsal each night than like two nights of rehearsals that go to 1030. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, that, that's kind of where my head is at. Um, but my, my tangent goal was to go to bed and wake up at a consistent time every single day. And I was saying how I'm not really sure what that time is yet because I don't necessarily know what my, like workout routine is going to look like, what dance is going to look like, but really figuring out like a time. Because I've heard that, yeah, it's important to get eight hours of sleep. Don't get me wrong, but it's equally as important to go to bed and wake up Mm -hmm. at the same time. Like that's really important for your circadian rhythm to then like guarantee that you're getting that seven to eight hours of sleep. Um, So that's something that I will definitely have in the back of my mind uh, moving into 2024. Yeah, I do think I'm good about that during the week, but the weekend, like, it shifts, like, an hour or two yeah. on either end, um, which I think is okay, but long-term, probably best to be more consistent. Yeah. Um, My next one was around food, so I think I mentioned this in our last episode as something that I really wanted to work on improving in 2024, and I think, like, the crux of it that I've really identified is, like, I use being busy as an excuse to not eat right like I use being busy as an excuse to not go to the grocery store to not have like the right ingredients in the house and to not like cook from scratch whatever that means even if it's just like a super simple meal and I am busy like my work is very busy I'm busy every evening with like dance and different workout stuff but I I like it that way and I don't want to sacrifice that time so I think just like figuring out how to prioritize like healthy and like at home meals, even with a busy schedule. And so I think this means kind of like being more proactive with groceries, with meal prep. Like maybe it means like every Sunday I take a look at the fridge and I'm like, what are we missing? What do we need to order? Like just kind of making it like more part of the routine and less like a um, afterthought because it has like very much been an afterthought. And then I just end up like ordering Grubhub, which is like expensive and bad for you. Um, and then like Kylie said, we both got the instant pot. So I think like experimenting with that and maybe there's like a way for me to prep at lunch for like dinner and like that kind of stuff. So I know your next one is similar. So I'll hand it over. Yeah. Yeah. So I, last year I had the goal to eat out less and I decided to carry that over into this year. Um, and I talked about how I hate cooking. Like I just don't enjoy it at all. Um, so I'm hoping that the instant pot will be sort of a like set it and forget it type of solution to having more healthy meals at home with minimal effort. Um, But I also think, you know, Zach and I got into this weird habit because he's been traveling so much that anytime I would go over to his place, he never has food because Mm -hmm. he isn't buying himself groceries when he's traveling every single week. 
and then we just end up ordering out or going out to eat and I don't necessarily know what his travel schedule is going to look like but it would be nice to do, like for even him and I to be more uh what's the word I'm looking for intentional about like just making a meal together whenever yeah, we're together. Yeah, like maybe on your way there you pick up stuff or whatever. Groceries and then yeah. I bring it and he cooks it because I don't want to cook it. I can chop <laughs> one thing and stir. But um, yeah, just like doing more of that and, and saving the eating out for those like special occasions yeah. or seeing friends that I haven't seen in a while and not making it like a part of my weekly routine. Yeah, I think that's exactly it is like getting takeout and like eating out used to be like a little special occasion thing and yeah. it's like not that at all anymore no <laughs> so like it's just bringing like it back i don't to that. yeah i don't have any other food and i don't feel like getting any other food yeah. so i guess i'm ordering yeah like it should be viewed as like a choice not like an excuse you know yeah oh beautiful love oh, that slayed um i did also get on the topic of like chopping vegetables one of my christmas gifts was also one of those like vegetable choppers that you like sandwich the thing in the oh, middle and yep, you like I push it that. down so I'm excited. Maybe that'll make a difference yeah. too. We'll see. I think it it definitely will. That helps me so much when it comes to chopping. It's yeah. so much easier. Well, I just yeah. never like learned all the like little knife no, techniques, you know? So it's like, yeah. And I don't want to learn them. Don't and teach I don't me. If learn. you know them, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a little messed up in our script order. Let's see where, That's where okay. we know. I know. You're at visualizing. Okay. Visualizing. So I'm going to like hate myself for setting this goal, I think. Um, But I think I need to do it. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> like mid-year, I'm going to be like, the fact that I'm publicly accountable for this is like so annoying. But <laughs> I feel like in general, like I always, I have a lot of things that I want to a- a- achieve in my life, right? I have a lot of different like uh, pathways that I see my life t- going and I'm not like intimidated by it. Like I don't feel like I'm running out of time or like I do really feel like there is time to accomplish all of these. But like, it's always something that I've kind of visualized for like my late 20s. And obviously I'm like, kind of approaching that at this point we just turned 26 and so I think just like more seriously considering the different pathways that I have in mind so like a couple of things that like have been circulating for the last few years would be like moving to Charleston like continuing to like work in this like sector that I'm in getting my MBA in Europe like running away and starting a farm in Vermont maybe just like staying here and like continuing doing what I'm doing because like I am liking life right now too so I think just like mapping out like which of these pathways I actually want to take in like the short term and like what does the timeline actually look like to get there especially with some of the things that are a little more like scheduled like if I actually did want to get like an MBA or something like that like obviously I need to like know when I need to take tests and like that kind of stuff um so yeah just like start to get a little more serious about like what does life look like beyond this current state (laughs) yeah and um Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to love having to think about this, but I think it's important. (laughs) Yeah. See, this is the exact like conundrum that I have tried communicating even on the podcast, but even just like when you and I have talked because I have the same issue where I don't, I have a lot of things that I want to do in my life and I'm not, I wouldn't even say like intimidated by them or like worry that I don't have enough time to do them. It's more so just, I don't know which one I want to happen. Yeah. Like decision fatigue. Yeah, it's like I don't and I don't know which one makes the most sense to happen first and like what if I pick one and run with it and then it ends up, you know, negating my ability to do a different one for whatever reason. Like I just get into that mindset. So, I should probably have this on my list of goals, but I don't so that I won't be held accountable in a public forum. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll get there eventually. Um, 
my next one, I skipped over this a few uh, bullets ago, so I'll get to it now, is to get ready every day. Um, this sounds very silly and like, Kylie, what do you mean you don't get ready every day? And like, I wake up and I brush my teeth and I like put on clothes that aren't my pajamas and, you know, slap some lotion on my face and call it a day. But I never like, I've gotten into a rut where I'm like, I don't feel cute Mm. every day, you know? Like, I don't feel like, oh, I'm like put together. I'm not, like, I'm never... I shouldn't say never. I'm rarely ever in the position where I'm like, if I got a call right now and had to be on camera and present, like, I look good enough to do that. And that's not to say that you need to look any certain way in order to do that. But like, you know, when you have like a work presentation, even if it's on Zoom, you want to look presentable at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And I never, I'm never in that state. If I ever like have a last minute on camera meeting, I'm like running around my room like, throwing on a different shirt, you know, whatever. Because my job is very, it's remote and it's off camera for Mm -hmm. the most part as context. And I just, I think that's contributing to like the winter uglies feeling and like just my overall self-confidence. So I want to get into the habit of like every morning when I wake up, take my vitamins and greens and then like do like, even if it's like a little no makeup makeup, put a little under eye concealer, maybe like a little eyebrow gel and blush, call it a day brush my hair, maybe do something with it. I don't know what, but like do something with it so it's not just hanging on my head. Um, Like I today I change into like a cute little sweat set so I feel a little more put together than just like a random, I don't know, sweatshirt and leggings or whatever I may put on. Wear like perfume. I don't know. Just something so that I feel like a human being mm-hmm. during the day is that I feel like I did a horrible job of describing the feeling that I've had and what I'm trying to achieve, but that's like the goal is to just feel yeah. a little more put together. No, I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, yeah, I think the no makeup makeup thing I've really been like experimenting with lately, and it makes such a difference to just even like brush my brows, like curl my eyelashes, yeah. even if I don't like put anything on. Like it, it really is yeah. nice. So. Um, my next one is to set more calendar boundaries, mostly at work, but also in life. Um, and also work on my sense of artificial urgency. So I talked about this in our last episode as kind of an area that I think I need to work on is like anytime a task comes to mind in my head, it needs to happen like today, if not like in the next hour. And it's like, yeah, that's just not an efficient way to live. Like, (laughs) And I think just kind of like getting into the the practice of like truly asking myself, like, is this a priority right now or do I just want it off my mind? And how can I get it off my mind in a way that's not necessarily dropping everything to do it right now? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just kind of like working on like true prioritization over like busyness and like same goes for like my calendar of like I have to be very available. It's like the nature of the role that I have. But I think just like, you know, even asking people when they like need time from me, like, is this like a today thing? Is this a next week thing? Can we look a couple weeks out if it's not urgent? And just like building in that like discipline because it really does get out of hand really quickly in my job and it contributes to like stress and just like feeling like a chicken with my head cut off at all times. So yeah, Yeah, mine is also sort of like work productivity related um, or I guess just general productivity related, but it's to transition to OneNotes for work. Um, which is, if you don't know, it's like the Microsoft Office suite of products, their note-taking app, 
um, mm-hmm. on your computer. My work has like Microsoft Office, so I have access to OneNote. And it just, it honestly, my manager walked me through it because she uses it. And I was like, oh, I've always been so curious. Like, can you show me how you use it? And you can like create different like tabs. So like for her, she has a different tab for everyone on our team because she has to obviously manage our like tasks and wants to know what we're working on and the progress that we've made and all of that. So she has like a tab for each of us. She has a tab for different people on different teams that she collaborates with, like a tab for individual like projects that she's working on. And it's just so I, for work, I like the idea of digital note taking because number one, you like in theory never run out. Like it's not like a notebook where you'll run out of that notebook and then you have notes in there that you do need, but the notebook's full. So you end up like throwing it out or misplacing it. And you're like, I need those notes. Um, And it's just like, I think a lot easier when you're in a meeting to like type out notes. It tends to be a lot quicker Mm -hmm. um, and a lot more just like searchable. I think there's a lot of benefits to it. So I recognize my need for a better note-taking system for my work and my work projects. I think OneNote is the solution to that. So a small goal, but yeah, that's the hope. I think out of like all the Microsoft products, I think OneNote is actually pretty good. Like, yeah, I think it's kind of like Notion-esque. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, best of luck. That's a good like Thanks. January project, like while things yeah. are like ramping up. Yeah. My next one like sounds a little sad, <laughs> but it's to like make more close friends. I feel like through dance, like especially I've made a lot of like post-grad acquaintances, like people that I'm definitely like friendly with and like would say hi to if like I saw them in public and whatever. But like, I don't really have that many people that I feel like I could reach out to to like do something with. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. I think I've always kind of been that way. Like I'm a very like independent person and I really don't mind doing things by myself. But I think that leads to me feeling like I don't have to like have friends because I'm like, oh, I don't mind doing this alone so like why am I going to go out of my way to like talk to people which Mm -hmm. is like obviously you do need like community like as a human (laughs) it is like Mm -hmm. important and yeah I've just like I've only right now I feel like I only have like a couple friendships that are like deeper and I know that it requires like steps from me to like put myself out there and like be a little more vulnerable and like be uncomfortable in like social situations until you like form the deeper friendship because that's like oh it's how it is like even like with our friend Anna that we both met like post-grad, it's like the first couple times you like put yourself out there to like text them to hang out or whatever. Like it is like a weird feeling, but then eventually it gets normal and eventually you get close and it's like a great addition to your life. Yeah. And I just think I've like, I haven't really made that effort with people that I think I could. Like there are like people that I can think of in like our dance company and that kind of stuff where I'm like, I feel like we have enough in common and we get along well enough that like we could be like outside of dance friends. And I just like- mm-hmm. I don't take the like initiative to like convert it to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think just like, yeah, putting myself out there more and like reminding myself that like it is good to have like a circle of people because like I'm just like such a lone wolf sometimes that I'm just like, I don't even care. Like, why am I going to put energy into this? But like, I should, you know, like it is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. My next goal and the last goal of this episode is to cut back on alcohol. So this also bear with me because I'm sort of forming the thought as I say it. Um, I've, I don't ever think that I'll be in a place where I'm like completely sober. I don't think that that's a necessary like Mm -hmm. journey for me in any sense of the word. Um, And I love like, for example, tonight me, Anya and our friend Anna are going to ballet and then we're going to go get like drinks and apps at a restaurant afterwards. And I love like stuff like that, going out to drinks with friends, like bonding 
over that. I think like fun cocktails are fun to like try. Um, and I have an appreciation for that aspect of drinking, but I've always envied people who can go to parties or go to bars or just places where there's like an underlying expectation of like drinking. And I've always felt like I had to like oblige that expectation. Like, oh, if I'm going to a house party, I have to drink. If I'm going Mm -hmm. to our dance after party, I have to drink. Like whatever it may be. And I've always envied the people that don't feel obligated to that expectation. And just like if they don't feel like drinking, they just won't. And they'll Mm -hmm. still have fun. Um, And I feel like I've gotten into a weird cycle in my life where like I almost feel like I can't go to parties or these social events without drinking because I'm afraid I'm not going to have fun if like others are drinking and I'm not. And I don't nece- I don't think that's like a problem necessarily, but I also don't think it's the most healthy mindset to be in because um, sometimes you just don't feel like drinking. And if I'm being honest, like when you're going to a house party, you're not having like fun craft cocktails. You're drinking yeah, like, like a white, white claws out of a can and it's like, <laughs> yeah. are white claws fine? Yeah. Do I really want to be like consuming four of them in a night like am I like oh my god that white claw was so good like I can't wait to have another yeah. one no like so it's I guess more so reserving drinking for when it's like something that I'm actually like excited to try or genuinely mm-hmm. enjoy like the uh the drink that we love from a, a local place mm-hmm. nearby like that's something I look forward to so I'm gonna like allow myself to enjoy that um and just like yeah if I like I went to a lot of a holiday parties over the past month and it's like I would go to one get really drunk, be hung over the next day and then have another and be like, mm-hmm. I have to drink again. And it's like, actually, no, you don't. Like if you yeah. feel like shit and you don't want to drink again, just don't drink again. But that's what I'm going to work on. Um, so not a sober life, but a like sober curious life, yeah. I guess is the best way to put it. Well, I feel like the concept gets back to like what we were saying with takeout, like not looking at yeah. it as like the norm, but more like a special thing that you get to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I feel like I was trying to like when I was listening to you, I was like, I'm trying to think if I relate, and like I feel like, like because no. <laughs> well, I just don't have any house part. Like I don't have that. It gets back to the friend thing, right? Like I just don't, <laughs> I don't attend those types of things very often. So I was like, I, I resonate with like the sentiment of it, but I don't think I'm like experiencing that a lot right now in my life, just because like yeah. I only the only time I drink is like when I'm at a restaurant or like wine at home. I like, which is fine, but. Yeah, it's just funny. Like, I was like, yeah, I definitely yeah. totally agree. Like, even I guess the lake is a good example. Like, when we go to the lake and it's like, we're going to have a fun day on the boat, it's like, you don't have to have white cloth on the boat if you don't want to. Like, that's like, I guess, one yeah. area that I can, I could think of applying it. But yeah, I, I yeah. agree. Like, you know, if it's not drinking, like, just to drink, but because it's like, you want to in the moment kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. You want to. And it's like, I guess it's even like, it goes back to like the idea of like intuitive eating. Like, mm-hmm. if it doesn't feel intuitive and, like, you want to do it because that sounds good and appetizing and fun to you right now, like, you don't have to. Um, yeah. Or, like, I can think of times when I was, like, invited to, like, a dinner on a Friday night and, like, drinks after. And it's like, oh, well, I was supposed to go to ballet in the morning. Like, should I not Should I not go to ballet because I'm going to dinner? It's like, no, you can just go to dinner and, like, not let it ruin the next day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's an idea. Like, <laughs> There's nothing wrong with, like, saying no to, like, drinks afterwards. Or even if you want, like, the social aspect of going to drinks afterwards, like, just get, like, tonic water or, like, mm-hmm. a Diet Coke or something. Like, no one no one is going to know and no one's going to care and you're going to feel a lot better in the morning. And you still, like, didn't necessarily get, like, the FOMO of 
denying a social event for the sake of not wanting to drink, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, yeah, there's just ways. I'll like uh, like everything in life. I will talk about it on the podcast as I navigate it. Um, but yeah, to your point, I want it to just be a special occasion, like once in a while thing mm-hmm. that I do, rather than ever feeling like I'm obligated to do it in any sort of way. Um, so yeah, that that's our goals for the year. Those are Ambitious. our 2024 goals. Yeah, I feel like we have a lot this year. So we'll yeah. be reporting back on them, you know, week by week. And also we'll do definitely like a mid-year check-in that we've done the last few years, which I think is always an important reminder of the things that I said I would do. So yeah, we will do that and keep you guys posted. But hopefully this inspired you to set some of your own 2024 goals and let us know what they are. We'll put a little question on Spotify, like what's one of your goals for 2024? So you can let us know. And with that, you know what to do. You can follow us on Instagram. You can DM us any suggestions. We have also have a su- anonymous suggestion box if you'd rather go that route. And we will chat with you guys next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>